1: Son of Joseph. I am Stu of (laughs) Terrytown,
2: son of Stephen. He is fat. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh,
1: golly. Oh boy. You didn't 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 see that coming, did you? No. You you thought we were gonna do like your birthplace and your dad, but no! Do the real
2: one. We didn't go that way. We didn't go that way. Oh no. So you don't want to participate? Oh no, don't. Oh, he wants us to call to, to call him fat, I guess. Because he doesn't He's want to participate. <laughs> um, uh, so
1: uh So, um, greatest development in the history of mankind has happened.
2: Uh, yes. Uh, this this soothes a lot of the election pain. It really does. It really does. <laughs> it almost
1: eliminates it. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
2: uh, Shake Shack
1: is opening a location in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. So think is, about that.
2: It opened approximately two minutes ago. Oh, my Oh, gosh. my gosh. Oh, my. Two minutes ago. I would like to see a camera down there. I bet the lines are around the block for that place. Shake Shack,
1: if you don't know, if you've never been to New York and uh, the East Coast, delicious. I mean, phenomenal. Uh, the hamburgers. fries. Oh, The, the fries. fries are great. The burgers are, are tremendous. I don't even... These are the only burgers in the world that I don't put ketchup or anything else on. Just the cheese, the burger, the bun. Perfect. Really, you no condiment nothing. whatsoever. Wow, they're, they're that good. They're that good.
2: Um, I cannot speak a... to their burgers, as I uh, yeah, because you hadn't. don't
1: obviously. However,
2: what I have had are their fries, <clears> and the they fries are phenomenal. Fries are probably they were probably my favorite fries yeah. in New York City. For, I can't think of fri- yes. any fries yeah, that I like they're, more. Than they're them. delicious. They're crinkly and yeah, they're crinkly. Yummy. But like crinkle cut, sometimes to me. They, there are a lot of times they're dry in the middle. Not these. Yeah, not they these. They are perfect. I mean, they're yeah. so, they're soft and moist mm. and delicious and And you don't salty. get gypped
1: with some teeny ones or no. some super skinny ones. They're all pretty uniform. Yeah. They're pretty darn good. For a place, though, named Shake Shack, I know the shakes themselves are, are surprisingly mediocre. Yes, at questionable. Best.
2: Yeah. Very, I don't know if I've ever had a shake from there. Yeah, they're not great. It's not worth it. Every time Pat would, because Pat ordered from Shake Shack in New York occasionally. It probably Uh, happened. I don't remember. Yeah, you might not remember it. I Uh. remember it occasionally. (laughs) And so it would be in the middle of uh, Pat and Stewart, maybe I guess the fourth hour, right, when we would be doing (laughs) the show, and and someone would come and be like, hey, we're going to to Shake Shack. Uh, What do you guys want? Uh, and, I, you know, me trying to be, you know, we both, Pat and I both bounce back and forth of trying to be uh, occasionally yeah, trying healthy. Trying to or, think <laughs> about
1: what we're eating.
2: But, like, even when I was in those periods where I was like, oh, I'm trying to be healthy, going to be good today. Have, to and, have the And fries. then he'd come in and be like, oh, Shake Shack. And I'd be like, all right, just give me fries. big <laughs> fries. <laughs> fries. You fries. have to. You have to. They're so good. So good. so good, so good. Uh, we'll see you there in a couple hours. Yeah, uh, please, everybody else, just, uh,
0: just stay out of our way. There was always yeah, a huge yeah, at line.
1: One thirty, we don't want anybody else. To yeah, get
0: out. Weekdays yeah. <laughs> uh, at the Shake Shack in Manhattan, close to our studios, there was always well because it was Times Square, place. and you, I mean, but no I matter when in, you went, there was a line out the door. I used to come I, in on Saturdays uh, from time to time, and the line was minimal. Oh, really? Some Saturdays, yeah, I bet. Catch, oh, that's great. Early. That's great. I don't think you're going to get that
2: situation today. I think any time an opening we go today, day that's going to be, going to be tough. Yeah.
0: Like no, no, we're not. No, we're not. But we're I'm, going to bring. We're going to bring a camera and put it on our shoulder and walk right in that front door like we're filming. I like that. We're not going to be filmed. Good idea. But we're going to walk in the door like we're filming, and then we're going to order.
2: So we're going to fake a broadcast. You're damn
0: right we are. Okay. Because
1: I am not waiting in line. I'm game. Uh, if you could pull that off, Jeffy, I'm, <laughs> I
2: am not waiting in I'll line. I'll follow you in. Okay, it's interesting. I'm uh, I'd right. participate in this. <laughs> this is what we needed to start doing. It's just like utilizing our stupid TV show. Yes, right. for, we uh, don't do that for, enough. Yeah, like we don't we hey, don't ever do it. We have an interesting investigation on your pizza.
0: <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> uh
2: huh. we but we need to try it. There's been know.
0: a report that you're using special pepperoni.
2: Is that show
0: true? Us.
1: We have heard through the grapevine that Shake Shack Burgers may be tasty. And we're going to report that on our show, Pat, and Stu. And so here we are.
2: Yeah. Can we get in line? Uh, well, for example, well, the the there, there a, there's a, an establishment here in Dallas that has mm. is popularizing uh, ice cream sandwiches, but on donuts. Okay? So not like the typical mm. cookie or whatever. It's on a donut. Or uh, two donuts. Or, I don't know, maybe it's in the middle of a donut. I can't remember exactly how they do it. Um, but, I mean, this is something that, obviously, wouldn't this be of interest to you? So we should go down there. And, yes. Oh, wow. Yes. And you know what the best part about that is? Glenn's got to pay for it.
0: Yes. So Glenn I like that gets too. stuck with a bill, like which that. makes the food Ooh. taste that
1: much better. Did
0: I say the cameras w- wouldn't be rolling? I lied. The yeah. cameras will be rolling. Thank you. <laughs> and then we bring it back here and we're like, hey,
2: you know, we wanted an investigation <laughs> on Shake Shack or whatever. And look at the footage that we did for 35 minutes—a straight of us just eating.
0: Well, uh, we every once in a while. Is this the first time you've eaten here? It sure is. It sure is. Okay, <laughs> back to you. And then we'll, back
2: to you in the studio now, Bob. So think of the benefits of this theory. Number one, we get to eat. Number mm-hmm. two, Glenn pays for it. Number three, we don't have to do a show because we just air the footage.
1: Yes, I love it.
2: And then we just act like it was love a show. I occasionally put like, "Oh, no, it's pretty good." And that's all, you know.
1: Well, how many times do we consider, and we never did it, uh, going to sending somebody down and doing sort of like that, and then bring they'd bring it back to us because we didn't want to be in line. But there was a place in Dallas called Pecan Lodge, and it's a barbecue place. And it's right. just, I think it's the Very second famous, most popular right? in the whole state after Franklin Barbecue in Austin. But uh, you could never get in there. You had to wait an hour and 45 minutes to two hours. They're only open certain days of the week. I think, like, uh, Wednesday through saturday or sunday or something and only for certain times of the day and then they just take the rest of the time off that's how popular they are and so there's always a massive line and we kept thinking kind of send somebody with a camera there and just bring it back to us so we don't have to get we never did it
2: we never did it. we're we're uh, pretty dumb, dumb. yeah <laughs> yeah so we apologize and you should probably disregard all of our analysis on the major topics of the day if we can't get that one figured out Well, obviously,
1: we're told every day, multiple times, hundreds of times a day, how wrong we are on Trump.
2: I mean, we just have to vote for him because Hillary. I mean, I feel the funny thing about that is people keep saying, like, oh, let's serve two evils. It's like, I think the the same thing pops into my head. Because what I'd be like, God, Hillary is terrible. She is awful. Ah, but Trump... Like I have the same feeling yeah. that way.
1: I know I do too. You know, and they don't for some reason. That no. revulsion doesn't hit oh, them. Oh, I know what and it I, is. It's the R. That's what it is. I, I guess, guess the R. It, 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 that can only be it because some guy was talking. Well, yeah, I don't like him either. But hey, Hillary. Well, <laughs>
2: what, but that's not compelling. Where's the evidence that would be a that compelling- he'll be any better or as good for that matter? Yeah. Mm. She's going to have, obviously she's going to be liberal on everything. Well, the Supreme Court justices.
1: He backed off the list that was provided for him by the Republican Party and people like Mike Lee. Gave him a list of really good justices so he could put that forward for people like us. The next day he backed off the list. He wouldn't promise to nominate one of them. He didn't. He refused. I could go with one of them or somebody else. Well, wait, that's no, what was the point of the list then? So, I mean, I don't know why you trust him on anything or or any issue. He's lied about everything. Well, like, Hillary's never lied. Of course she's lied. We've chronicled it all. We've been here for, you know, decades. Since the beginning, Hillary freaking Clinton, we know we're not voting for her. But neither are we voting for the guy who's just as
2: bad and just as big, if not a bigger liar than she is. I mean, and they're big, they're awful in different ways. I think maybe that's the way the problem that people have. People are like, well, well, look, if there's a hundred, take hundred policies, Donald Trump might be wrong on ninety of them, but at least he'll get ten right. He'll get all hundred wrong. That probably is a fair analysis. However, you have to also, it's not just the number of policies one person will get right versus the numbers of policies another one will. It's also the extent that they get them wrong. Right. Um, Again, you know, uh, we've used these examples before. Hillary Clinton is offering a $275 billion stimulus plan. That is a bad policy. Donald Trump is also offering a stimulus plan. So they're both wrong on the policy. But at what extent? She's offering 275. He's saying you need to double it actually more than double it. So again, and that's just an easy one. That doesn't have anything to do with the way he handles himself, uh, you know, Mm -hmm. know, the way he completely ignores the Constitution. You say, well, Hillary Clinton also doesn't care about the Constitution. Mm -hmm. She doesn't. But she lives within those politician walls. Where she, mm-hmm. you know, will ignore it, but will, you know, try to act mm. like she's kind of paying attention to it. He Donald Trump doesn't pay, lip, care. Service. He he didn't didn't pay care. lip service. He does not pay lip service. And so, and again, a guy who doesn't even pay the Constitution lip service, what the hell would make you think he's going to name right. a good Supreme Court justice? Uh, yeah. He doesn't even know what's in the Constitution. Even if, honestly, even if Donald Trump tried to nominate a good Supreme Court justice, he wouldn't be incapable of doing it. He has no idea mm. what's even in the Constitution. So why would he be able to handle that process? Mm. Again, maybe he takes one of the good justices off of that list and just names them. But again, go beyond that. Take a step past that. It's not something he obviously cares about. He couldn't come up with a list himself. He abandoned the list the next day. So let's say he does name one of those. And obviously there's going to be opposition to that. You think he's going to fight through that? What makes you believe? He doesn't even care about this topic. He's not going to fight through that. On the other side, I think you have two very powerful arguments that Hillary Clinton would be the lesser of two evils. Number one, if Hillary Clinton runs, there is a chance we get an actual conservative in 2020 rather than 2024, which is if Donald Trump ran, he would run again almost definitely in 2020. So you're probably four years closer to the chance of having an actual conservative. That's number one. Uh, And Number two is Hillary Clinton. While she might be wrong on everything, she's at least wrong within normal parameters, uh, where Donald Trump is all over the board uh, in every in every direction. Um, And I think that that more importantly uh, than that, and I guess this is a third thing, is that Hillary Clinton will have an opposition for liberal policies. Hillary Clinton will, will name a liberal policy, the Democrats will support it, and the Republicans will say, that's evil, we won't do it, and they'll fight even though they're just bickering over nonsense. They're both progressive, we all know that. But, you know, you know the, the Republicans have stopped a lot of the stuff the Democrats wanted to do during the Barack Obama term yeah. because they, had, they, had a, yeah. they internally were like, well, we don't like what Democrats are doing, so we're going to pose them just on that ground. That's, where, that's our starting point. Mm-hmm. With Donald Trump, the starting point is the opposite. Look at what a Donald Trump supporter is supporting today. They will, go, they, will, they will say, well, amnesty, obviously, is something that we have to consider. They will say, well, obviously, the guy who's saying uh, you know, single-payer health care and the government has to pay for health care, well, yeah, we have to consider he's a Republican. Look at all the things you're overlooking as a Republican voter and think of how the Senate is going to do the same thing. They did it with George W. Bush, who was much more sane. George W. Bush said, hey, you know, what we need is a giant new entitlement about health care. That's what we need. Medicare Part D. Let's launch that thing. If Hillary Clinton suggests Medicare Part D, Republicans fight against it tooth and nail. Because George Bush suggested Medicare Part D, most Republicans went along with it and it passed into law. Mm-hmm. That would happen all The time was Donald Trump because he would be able to pick off a decent amount of Democrats and, and all the Republicans to pass things that weren't conservative, that were expanding the role of government, because that's who he is. Even as a guy, when he backs Republican policies, you'll notice almost all of them are Republican policies that expand government power. Not contract it, expand it. You might say, like, well, we need to be tougher on terrorism. Well, he's going to ban Muslims, right? That's his reaction to it. You might say, well, that's consistent, theoretically, with being tough on terrorism. It is. But he's expanding massively the role of government while doing that. Um, and again, I also think the policy is terrible and unconstitutional. With that, just throwing that aside for a second, because it's certainly not, neither one of those things were the things that Trump considered. Uh, you know, so I think you can really make an argument. It's not one I care to make because I don't vote on the lesser of two evils anymore. I used to do that. I don't do it anymore. But stop trying to convince me to do it because you don't want the answer there. You mm. don't want it. There, there is a, a serious question as oh, to boy. who
1: is the lesser of two Still evils. Still, need zero. I remind you. Yes. Do I have to remind you that Sean Hannity has proclaimed he will hold us accountable? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. You forgot about that. I did forget about that. Now you're going to change your tune. (sighs) Because if Sean Hannity holds you accountable, (laughs) why then, Uh, um... You know, bad things. We would be, a, th- uh, be, we would be a, persona say, uh, non grata in the let your heart not be troubled thing area. No more freedom arena. concert
2: tickets? No, no more. more freedom concert tickets. Not for uh, free,
1: anyway. You could still buy one and go, but he's not for free. Now, we never got him for free before, but, but we you could won't have, still, if
2: theoretically. You still won't. My heart is troubled. Oh, and else. you should let I'll it go. be troubled now because okay.
1: you're running askew of Sean Hannity <laughs> I, and his edict.
2: I will say the weirdest part of that because I mean, look, I, I honestly do believe I love Han, that. you know Hannity is he took it. Think of this risk if you're Sean Hannity for a second because we right? keep looking at it as I'm like think okay. About it. We believe we understand conservatism. We think we do. Uh-huh. Obviously, he thinks he does. But we think we understand conservatism, so we look for a conservative candidate. Donald Trump isn't that person, uh, so I can't vote for him. Right? Um, There's a pretty easy, it's pretty easy, pretty easy road. <laughs> yeah, for us. it was really. Easy. It's not easy if you're Sean Hannity. You are sitting there, dur- and during the primary, as you pointed out, and also now, and now I would expect it, but during the primary, mm-hmm. you were you were essentially supporting. Not outwardly saying, I, Donald Trump should beat all these other candidates, but it was pretty clear by your actions that you Mm like Donald Trump. And that's something wrong with that. I mean, you like him if you want.
1: All he was doing. May I interject? (laughs) Damn it. Stu. I I don't mean to. (laughs) All he was doing was fulfilling a promise he made to his audience in March of 2015. He will present all the candidates
2: Equally. And that's what he did. Right, because he wasn't hard on Marco Rubio on his immigration policy or wasn't you know, spouting some of Donald Trump's talking points on Ted Cruz or any of that. That didn't happen in the Well, primary.
1: yes, it did, but that was in the scope of fulfilling his promise to his audience, which was pr- promoting all the candidates and letting them have a forum to come on the air with him. Okay. Okay, um, so but my point
2: here <laughs> is uh, I don't... Everyone can make a choice, right? If yeah. you, I mean, here's the thing. Mm-hmm. I, I think if you look at this uh, rationally, you say that Sean Hannity knows Donald Trump, has known him for a long time, yeah. thinks he's a good guy, yeah. has a good relationship and with I'm him. And I'm sure that's true. And believes he would be a much better president. Honestly believes he would be a much better president than I And I'm I sure would, that's true. Right? I think yeah. he would be a complete disaster. He thinks he would be uh-huh. a really good president. Uh-huh. And he might make some mistakes, but he thinks he'd be a really good president because he knows him and he's a good guy. Right? Yeah. So that's fine. Um, and I, I don't I don't know why that's a you know, he's he's thinking of things and has a different opinion than we do. So all of that, I kind of understand. Think of the gigantic risk he's taking, though, because if he becomes he's back to this guy, obviously extraordinarily hard. I mean, he's a hard backer of Donald Trump. Big time. Big time. I mean, he's you know, and he would admit he might that. be he the said,
1: biggest cheerleader for Trump right now. Yeah.
2: I mean, I would say I mean, he would Trump. deny it. During the, primary during the season. primary, but he wouldn't deny but it now. Right now, right? Yeah, he's a huge cheerleader for him, and that's fine. I, I mean, I would expect Sean Hannity to support the Republican nominee no matter who it was. If it was Ted Cruz, Sean Hannity would be supporting him, and I certainly give him credit for that. He would be absolutely 100% on the Ted Cruz bandwagon. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, I, I, I'm not saying he's like only Donald Trump and nobody else. He would support the Republican nominee no matter who it was, no matter who it was, no matter. Who it was, no matter who it was he would if support it was it. david
1: duke would he support the republican nominee
2: so what i'm saying is uh, yeah. that the pressure when mm. you come out and you advocate for a person who's not a uh, a uh, traditional conservative, right? I mean, he—the guy is <laughs> not a conservative at all.
1: Let's be real.
2: I he's, believe that, but like, let's just say you believe everything he says now about how he's hardcore and all. Even these then, you still have even healthcare then you to have major with, problems you have I know. to deal with. You but have but have that's my things. point. But is he's backed a guy who obviously he would say
1: his defense? I think, in fairness, would be well, Mitt Romney. Right, and you guys has, supported him, right?
2: That's what he would say to us. Well, yeah, I mean, obviously, I mean, there's not even a question of who's more conservative between Mitt Romney and Donald no, Trump. There, I no, mean, there's not. And again, I, we, what, what was our reaction to backing Mitt Romney? It was oh. to say we're never going to do it again. Right? <laughs> yes. so, so, I mean, I, Yeah, and, yes. why? and why was that? Because he got his ass kicked. And it's a lesser of two evils, and I'm sick of doing that. Yeah, right? yeah. But beyond all that, if you're Sean Hannity, you're recommending um, a, uh, an unconventional choice. Okay, you have brought to your audience, hey, pick this guy. He's a winner. He's brilliant. He's actually really conservative. So think Big about a businessman, and that's the, what yeah, we need for the economy. Exactly. Yeah. So you need someone who's going to shake up the establishment. So yep. you, to, to, for you to be right and not let your audience down, you have to basically produce three things. One is a win in the primary, which he's done. Two is a win in the general, which he's done. Three is a good presidency. He's put a lot on the line here. Um, in mm-hmm. this backing. So when it doesn't look so wonderful, you can understand somebody being pressured and maybe, I don't know, acting oddly. The funniest part about this, though, is what we we just talked about, which is he keeps making these threats to us and, uh, I guess, Bill Kristol and Jonah Goldberg and the whole Jonah Goldberg class <laughs> about how if Hillary wins, he's going to hold us accountable for some... Uh, Why the hell would would we we care if he holds us accountable for what? Unless
1: you know, unless he's going to murder us? Is what? Is Trump going to make him the head of his Gestapo? And (laughs) this is like Sean will
2: show up personally with handcuffs for us. If we went on the air and said, "Hey, Sean Hannity, uh, Donald Trump lost, and Sean Hannity's completely responsible, and we're going to hold Hannity accountable." He'd be like, who so? the hell cares if you want to hold me accountable? Right. What, you have no power over me. I don't answer to you. Why would I care about that? It's such a weird threat. Like it is. You're going to, what, say things about us on the air that we probably won't even know about? <laughs> you're going gonna, to, what, talk to the people that like your show and don't like ours and conv- convince them to never listen to us again? I, I don't even understand. What is the threat there? I, hold us accountable all you want. And I, I, what does that have to do with anything? I, I think we're try- we have two different opinions about anything. I, I do not blame Sean Hannity for Donald Trump's even his rise in the primary, which he completely would be honest about it. As you point out mm. yesterday, he completely backed Trump in the primary. He did. And yes, he was he was not mm. adversarial all the time to the other candidates. He let a lot of them on the air. I mean, mm. even Breitbart wasn't like that all the time. Uh, you know, Breitbart wrote positive stories about, about, Cruz. Cr- about Cruz, especially in the beginning. And then it, in the it beginning. shifted a little bit. It definitely but. shifted. And that's the same thing I think you'd say with Sean Hannity early on. He was yeah, you, very yes, pro you Cruz and, and loved Scott Walker and, and, and all these other guys. And as it got closer, as it got as the as the competition got more intense, he backed Trump pretty outwardly. Yeah. And I know. But I mean, again, yeah, he did. like, so what? We backed Cruz. Our guy's not going to be president. Your guy might. I don't know. Relax a little bit. There are a lot of decaffeinated brands on the would market you, today that are just as tasty as the real thing. Would you maybe
1: put it like this? Let not your heart be troubled. Mm, Sean? An interesting way to put
2: that. Because
1: uh, <laughs> <laughs> it seems like his heart is troubled. It does. Right? Yes, it does. It troubled heart. But again,
2: there's pressure and it's difficult. Yeah. He's in a difficult spot. He's 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 put himself in. A, he's taken a, a very difficult way Yeah, to but do. I, I mean, he did it. You did it. He did it to himself. Yeah. So but whatever. I mean, it's like it's like a stock, right? You, you sit there and you look at a stock the entire time. Do I buy this? Do I buy it? Do I, I want to buy it? I think it's too low. I'm going to buy it. I'm going to buy it. I buy, buy it. You finally pull the trigger on that stock. You did all the due diligence in your mind. You knew it could go down later on, but you took the risk. But you didn't and expect now, it to go from 750 to $0.18. Right. You didn't expect and, that. And while it's at $0.18, you know it could come back. Right. But you're feeling pressure like, holy crap, did I make the wrong choice, and now I'm going to lose everything. And here's the so something. I think that's where he is.
1: Don't sell at $0.18, right. Sean.
2: Hold on. Maybe you shut your mouth for a while and stop attacking people. Or, if you want, another you know, another way to look at it. Again, you know, Sean Hannity's a hell of a lot more successful than I am. So, I mean, I, who am I to be giving him lessons on how to run a show? But if you want, the show is one thing. And probably what he's doing for the show is good, right? You're blaming other hosts. Maybe. You're, you're going out and you're saying how yeah, evil maybe. Glenn Beck is. Maybe that's good for your show. If you care about your candidate winning, maybe you should go after the people who could theoretically vote for him. You know, maybe it's maybe you reach out to some moderates mm-hmm. and say, look. You know, I disagree on these points, but Trump is offering you more than double the stimulus package as Hillary Clinton. Trump is offering to pay for your health care and expand uh, Obamacare. He's doing these great Mm -hmm. things. He's going to be Softening his immigration stance, and he's given you that Gang of Eight, like that whole thing you wanted the whole time. He's given it to you. Maybe you make that case to them to bring in people you could theoretically get to go after people who are never Trump and solidly never Trump for a year. I would love to hear that case made. It's wasted time. Show. I'd love to hear. He made it in 2012. (laughs) I know. He made it in 2012 and said, "You know what? We need to rethink this. We need to go after and be open uh, to amnesty." That's what Hannity saying It's Got to be a bigger tent. Got to be a bigger tent. Why this is your Time to use that message. Mm-hmm. You got a Democrat as your nominee. No Why kidding. not go after people who are Democrats? What would I say, though? What
1: would I say? <laughs> what would you tell me okay. if I tell you yes. that my heart is troubled right now? It is. Oh no. And it's troubled not necessarily about the Hannity thing, because I don't give a rat's ass about it. Right. It's troubled because maybe I'm not prepared enough oh, no. right now for terrible. any eventuality. Like a,
2: I don't know, even a job loss or you know, a hurricane or if I a, you a hurricane in Dallas would be weird. If I could get you a really tragic circumstance for a okay. minute, and I want you to have to imagine this, All right. what if you were to face Sean Hannity holding you accountable? Oh, my gosh. Oh my gosh. I'd need, a, like, a nine-year supply of food. <laughs> I, know. I don't have enough for that. Well, uh, My Patriot Supply can take care of that for you. Okay. My Patriot Supply are good friends at My Patriot Supply. They're good people, and they know... Uh, you know they want to be able to get you into this boat to start you off on the uh, road to preparedness, mm-hmm. um, and we've been giving you offers like that for a while now. Hey, here's a three day supply of food. Here's a week supply of food. Get sort yourself of starter started. Starter kits. Yeah, get yourself started. Yeah. Uh, and we were in a meeting with uh, the guys at my Patriot Supplies, and, and we were talking about it. And Pat brought up, like, look, I have a lot of people that I know uh, who want to knock this all out get to you know procrastinated it maybe, they the maybe
1: yeah. they've intended to do this for a really long time and they've just put it off and now they're behind the eight ball and they're thinking oh crap now it's too late well it's not if you take care of it now in one fell swoop and yeah. you could do that you don't have to do the starter down the road you get to your destination with this right and and my an pictures like deal. i
2: think they i mean i don't know i can't speak for them but they i think they kind of looked at us as this, eh, you know i don't know and, you know, it's I a year's yeah. worth of food. It's a lot of money. I don't know. Yeah. People aren't going to want to spend that much. And, you know, pets like, you know, it could be $3,500. And, uh, you know, which I, you know, look, that's a lot of money for a year's worth of food. So I, I think they that's took a risk. We're and just blown just said, away by this. Yeah. I mean, first of all, they took a risk by saying, hey, let's put this on the air and see if anyone's interested in it. Yeah. So that's why it's only here for a week, by the way. Only on this show. Only for a week. The Pat and Stu show. Um, but. And it's only $997. For a year! So for an entire year's worth of food, it's a huge savings. And uh, I, honestly, mm. I think it's much more than I expected them to do. Oh, um, but, yeah, you it know, really is. it's a good and deal. If you want to knock this all out one fell swoop and never have to worry about it for, what, 25 years, yeah. this is the way to do it. And
1: it, it, what I love about my Patriot Supply is we, we don't have to pretend like we love these uh, yeah. deals or okay. love the food. or it's, it's all real. And they really take a lot of time. To do this right and this is an offer that's incredibly right so call them today while you're thinking about it 888 411 or just go online at preparewiththeblaze.com
2: they're not going to extend this offer past this no, week they just say. this so, week 811 or 888-411-4782 or go to online preparewiththeblaze.com when our water heater broke down last month it was a nightmare
1: It's always helpful when you have your microphone on when you're doing a <laughs> broadcasting show. Now, when you're telling me? <laughs> I, <laughs> yes. Yes, yeah. I am telling you. You're telling um, you. Um, it is Pat Stew. And yesterday, Trump went to Mexico and uh, hung out with uh, President Nieto. Enrique Nieto. Or Nieto? Uh, I don't know. President of Mexico. I'd never seen his face before yesterday, no, pen- quite
0: honestly. Nieto.
1: Nieto. Uh, so anyway, went down there. One of them says, yeah, we didn't get into the wall price thing, or who's going to pay for that. The other said, yeah, we talked about that. And then the Mexican, one of the Mexican spokespeople said, yeah, they, uh, they're both right. <laughs> uh, I'm not sure how that works. But uh, here was the Trump speech that he made uh, yesterday in Arizona when he came back, I, I guess. It was in this, after yeah. he came back to yep. Mexico. Mm-hmm. Here's a look.
0: Are you ready? No. Oh, yeah! Oh! City. Yeah! Yeah! We will build a great wall oh, geez, along
1: geez, the geez. southern border. Me. Really? And Mexico will we'll pay, pay for, for it. the wall. 100%. Like 80% of the They don't know it yet, but they're going to pay for the wall. They oh. don't know it yet, but they're going to pay for the wall. And they're great people and great leaders, but they're going to pay for the wall. On day well, they're one, rapists and great people. Right? We will begin working on an impenetrable, In- physical, Penetrable. tall, tall.
0: Powerful, beautiful, powerful, beautiful southern border wall. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> we will use the best technology, mm-hmm.
0: including above and below ground sensors that's the tunnels. Mm-hmm. Remember that above and below. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's one of the more ridiculous speeches from a presidential candidate you could ever hope to see.
2: And also, you know, look, some of the some of the, uh, you know, content of it um, mm-hmm. was fine. I mean, you know, it was a it was a some of it was a which part was fine. I mean, for example, the because content. It, right. Do mm-hmm. we think that it's a good yeah. idea to have a barrier with underground yeah. should sensors? Be of course. Sure. That's a that's a great, great idea. Right. That. But, the, but just, they, they're going to pay for it, and they don't know
1: it yet. Well, of course, well, that's ridiculous. They know about your plan, and they've already told you to F off.
2: And you know what? They would have known about it if you had the <laughs> balls to say it to them while you were down there. Right. Mm. Yeah. But you didn't. You said you didn't discuss it. And then, of course, the Mexican president said, actually, we did, I did say I was not going to pay for the wall. Um, so uh, he came out and said quite clearly that he did say that. Now, Trump went back, and once he got clear of their airspace and, and landed in safe territory, said, oh, now, now he was tough again. He was Mr. Nice uh, Foldable Guy down in Mexico, and then he flew Uh back up here and was Mr. Tough Guy. I mean, have you ever seen, in the same day, a candidate look so different? One, this calm, um, ridiculously, almost asleep. I actually, at one point, uh, was thinking, did he get reverse jet lag? Mm -hmm. Like, on the way, he got there and got tired when he landed, as opposed to the opposite way. Like, (laughs) I don't know what happened to him. He was so... I mean he was obviously trying to look presidential but I mean it was a completely different candidate not only was that it was a completely different message and the same day. And yeah. what that's looked at as a good day for Donald Trump. He's like 19 different candidates in the same day. And everyone's like, wow, great day for Trump. Oh, Coulter called it the greatest speech ever given. Yeah. And did not say that about the Mexico one. Hey, I mean, uh, but yeah, I mean, serious? She, I mean, she's a joke. But still, it's, a, it's, a, it's pretty laughable. Isn't that sad? I mean, there was, yeah, I'm not. I'm not sad. I mean, I I've never is. been
1: a humongous fan of hers. But no. we did have her on the air from yes. time to time. Yeah. Yes, and, we did. And, you know, we agreed with some of what she said. I don't See how uh, that ever happened. Now, how did we agree with a single thing that woman ever said? Well, I mean, we agree with so her illegal immigration is so
2: crazy, and, and of course, she, uh, nuts. Uh, like Trump, will tailor their uh, their message to their audience. They knew that yeah. we were not and going yes. to appreciate, you know, some of her crazier positions. But again, she's changed her positions. This is somebody who liked Mitt Romney and and Chris Christie very
1: recently. Oh, yeah, that was her dream ticket. It
2: was her dream ticket it was Mitt Romney? Now and Chris the dream Christie. ticket
1: is Trump and Romney. So.
2: Right. I mean, I she's obviously just all over the place. I mean, got to sell books somehow. you know. I, I guess, I, I, you know, in Trump, we trust. I mean, you know, when you when you're on the bandwagon enough to replace the name of God with Trump, you're on the bandwagon pretty hard. Wow. Yeah.
1: Well, and, you know, she showed her true killers when she said that she didn't care if he performed abortions in the White House, in the yeah. Oval Office, as long as he builds the wall or whatever it was. I mean, that that showed me everything I needed to know about her. Um but uh Trump's big deal yesterday, here's some of the uh here's some of the points he touched on. We will build as you just heard, we will build a great wall along the southern border and Mexico will pay for the wall. They don't know it yet, but they will pay for the wall. Believe me one hundred percent. he had a pledge to begin deporting more border crossers instead of engaging them in a long drawn out legal proceeding. We're going to end catch and release. Zero
2: tolerance for criminal. Right, like aliens. these things. These things. I mean, the wall is something that. I, I, you know, I, I, obviously, there's other ways to do, theoretically the wall being just generally a barrier. I mean, a 40 foot wall ad, across the entire border. I actually don't think is a good idea. I think there's a better way to do that. Well, but, and, and you know, it can't it, happen. It also can't happen. It Again, can't happen. We've said both Pat you can and I build say, a reasonable double fence. Right. That's
1: all I want built on the southern border. Yeah, you know, just build the reasonable fence we were promised in 2006. Yep, ten years ago now.
2: Right. Um, and so there are some areas where they say it can't well, be built. We can't build the fence um, there because there's private property. There's, right. I mean, there's are you telling me, I mean. Most of the time that would not be an issue. Yeah. The, po- the point, though, is that if, even if he got, we said, even if he, 5% of it he can't build, right? He only gets to 95% of the bill. We uh, both said we we'll both, take 95 we, we'll, well, We would eat our underwear. If, and also we had I At ninety five percent, not a hundred percent. No. No. We'll give him some area where yeah. like there's private property and uh-huh. you can't build it in certain maybe there's some uh geographical uh, maybe there's a mountain regions that don't work right. Like, exactly. Um, you know, we'll we'll give him some a break there. But we'll eat our underwear if he if he makes fills that wall. <laughs> he's not gonna fill the wall, guys. The wall. I mean, we want him
1: to. So if he's he becomes president, right. we want that promise fulfilled but and we I, won't do it. I would happily eat my underwear if he does it. Absolutely. I would happily do it. Yep. Um, so we'll have a party as we eat our underwear. And we'll invite on him this show. to
2: celebrate in our
1: face. We'll eat part of the underwear on radio. We'll eat the rest of it here. How about that?
2: Okay? Um so again, I, I generally speaking as far as a barrier goes, I'm in favor of it, but he's not going to do it. and no certainly Mexico's not going to pay for it. Um I mean there's absolutely no He way. will come up with some no justification uh that they have paid for well, he always it. does, um, but it's not going to be actually legitimate. Um, a uh, pledge to begin deporting more border crossers instead of engaging them in a long, drawn-out legal proceeding. We're mm. going to end catch and release. Well, yeah, I'm on, I'm on that bandwagon. Yeah, yeah absolutely, we, um, we want that. Again, this is all stuff he seemed to be reading for the first time. I think so he'd be like, mm-hmm. like that. Is I like, don't
1: know who came up with these because he's never even thought about it. No, it's probably just never thought about it. He's Sessions. never said to me. He's never said the phrase catch and release ever in his life before. I've never heard it. He's been campaigning for
2: over a year. On the side, I've never heard it from him. I've never heard it once. Mm. Um, zero tolerance for criminal aliens. This is, this is essentially where he is. This is his softening. Yeah. What he's saying is, look, I, to be honest, I'm not going to actually deport uh, 11 million people. But what I will do is focus on criminal aliens. Well, now, Obama's so, done yeah, that. There's two parts of that. Number one, Obama's already been doing it. As Trump said, Obama's already been doing it. He said he would do it with more energy. OK, number two. Criminal aliens are about 6% of illegal aliens. So he's leaving 94% of the problem completely alone. And then he made this ridiculous statement. I, I took it as an anti-police statement, which is, well, our police all know where these are. These criminals are. They all know where they are. They, can, they know exactly their locations. They know who they are. They know what they did. They know where they are. All we have to do is give them the okay to go get them. So you're telling me the police are sitting around knowing where murderers and rapists are in our country and being like, eh, you know, I don't know. I don't think we should send them back yet, because, you know, illegal aliens. Even though in the law they'd be completely justified picking these people up, they're ignoring them, even though they know where they are because of, what, political correctness? Are police are doing that? No.
1: It's a stupid statement on the criminal uh, aliens. I I think it's in large part true on most illegal aliens. The reason they're not picked up and deported is because... Uh, the local authorities or the government authorities, the federal authorities won't let them.
2: Right. And that is a, there are barriers to doing right all in these a sanctuary, sanctuary city, now. for example, sanctuary city. Um, but which that you is said he different would do than about. criminal aliens. People yes, who, it is. If very you have raped from... someone, they can pick you up no yes. matter if you're a legal immigrant in jail. or not. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Um, and, you know, there have been very few limited examples in which things have happened instead where we've deported them and they've come back in the country and done other crimes. There have been some examples of that, but they absolutely can be picked up and deported immediately. Yeah. And if not absolutely. put in prison. I mean, you don't need to be a citizen to be put in prison in this country. Right. Um, if you commit a crime on this territory, you absolutely can be put in prison.
1: Oh, well, we're running super late, so we'll get back to the rest okay. of this uh, coming up here in a sec. More patents and it, coming up. <laughs>
2: On Twitter uh, brings up an interesting point from our past, mm-hmm. uh, which ties into this moment very well. Okay. Um, we're, with Sean Hannity threatening to hold us accountable. Yeah. Is that not similar to Joe Scarborough noting us? <laughs> remember? It was oh, a big yes. thing for a while where Joe Scarborough, oh, yeah. you, you've noted. It's been noted. It's yeah. been we noted. were noted. Like, well, I don't even remember what the issue was that we opposed him on somehow, but he said, I've noted you. You've yeah. been noted. <laughs> <laughs> we saw it was a big deal on the show for a little year. Remember how much that hurt? Oh yes. my gosh, we've been noted we by Joe noted. Scarborough.
1: In fact, we had a big thing where uh, with a giant pencil that yeah. came down. Yeah, <laughs> noted, <laughs> noted. That's right. It was. I had it. It was fun. I had yeah, a stupid was Big
0: pencil, one of them left in this drawer. Well, it's all gone now. Oh, dang I still it. had uh, for a long time. I, I really, forgot yeah. about being noted.
2: Yeah. I know I had too, and that's a great <laughs> point to bring that up. Nice so.
0: callback from the. From, uh, Newman. <laughs> Newman. Yeah, there is uh, a difference. I mean, the, the, which you know, it's well, yeah, being held accountable seems like it'd be even worse
1: yes. than being noted,
2: right? Well, No, he. That's kind of why he noted us, so as to hold us <laughs> accountable. And now we're being just we're skipping the noting and going right to the accountability. It's terrifying. It's terrifying.
0: <laughs>
1: it really is. So anyway, we're going over the Trump immigration plan. It includes. You know, building a great, beautiful, big, lovely, handsome, terrific wall along the southern border. Mexico will pay for it. Uh, Pledge to begin deporting more border crossers. Uh, Zero tolerance for criminal illegals. Uh, Everybody has that policy, by the way. Block funding for sanctuary cities. I would like to see that. But Um, I would say
2: almost... All of this was in the Gang of Eight bill. Let alone a conservative, yeah. uh, like yeah. uh, you know, much much of this was in the you know uh, ham-handed Marco Rubio Gang of Eight, Lindsey Graham john mccain bill um much of it was probably two-thirds of it was then the the rest of it is sort of standard uh conserv- like anything ted cruz would put into a bill most yeah, of it like
1: canceling unconstitutional executive orders right. cruz he'd do that day
2: one yep that was one of his big promises um, unspecified action against the 23 countries that refuse to accept their own citizens after the u.s. deports them this is kind of a i, I, I thought like was kind of interesting and One of those things, you know, Donald Trump didn't. I mean, he hasn't mentioned it once on the campaign. No, But he always says we're going to deport all these people. He took the time to finally note that there's 23 countries that when we deport the people, they won't take them. So what do you Mm. do with that group of people? Well, they come back. Um, They come back. Right. They send back them. Um, But we will. He said he didn't really specify what he was going to do, but he was going to do something about that.
1: Yeah. He was going to take action. He was going to take action. What if he noted them? What he if he might, notes? He might uh,
2: hold them accountable. Yeah, he might. I don't think he'll go that he far. i will probably just note them. But, um, a biometric uh, entry-exit mm. tracking system, again, very similar a to... the biometric
1: entry-exit. Uh, 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 was it Cruz's plan? I mean, he's adopting Ted Cruz's plan on much of this. Mm-hmm. Um, E-Verify. E-Verify, again, same thing.
2: Also, But also in the Gang of Eight bill. A big, propo- big piece of that bill. No mention here is a deportation force. No, of course, because uh, he's backed off of that now. Um, but so the really the, the main thing here is you've got a bunch of sort of moderate Gang of Eight mm. style stuff. Mm-hmm. You've got some conservative, uh, you know, hardliner. You know, as you would say, you know, you, you know, Sessions or Cruz would would say, you know, you have some of that stuff in here, and then you have. The Trump part of it, which is uh, they'll they'll pay for the wall, which he didn't have the balls to bring up to him in person, but still saying it uh, away from him.
1: What was it? it, And now there was a question that Ingram, Laura Ingram asked him this morning. Right. and She tried. She tried. It seems to me she tried to throw him a lifeline because everybody who was so impressed with his uh, hard ass stance on immigration during the campaign is now a little hacked off. I mean, some are a little bit resident, re, reticent. Even mm-hmm. the hardcore Trump Trumpanistas are like, well, wait, you can't be fo- softening now. Some of them. Very few, but some. So Ingram tried to throw him a lifeline saying, well, so you're, I mean,
2: that's not softening. You're not softening. Right. She right? says her question, finally, again, you're going to be asked this, so I might as well ask it. I have no choice here. I'm forced into it. Here's the quote. Um, the line, you, uh, line last week was, you were softening on immigration. The line. Now, that was a word out of his mouth. It wasn't mm-hmm. the line of the media or some. It was, he was softening. And then you come out with a very specific, very pro-enforcement immigration plan last night. Where's the softening? Trump's quote, oh, there's a softening. So, okay, she's trying to excuse that yeah. it wasn't really true in the right. question. And right. then his answer is, oh, there's a softening. We do it in a very humane way. We're going to see uh, with the people in this country. Okay, let me do it again. Oh, there's a softening. No, sorry. Oh, there's softening. We do it in a very <laughs> humane way. And we're going to see with the people in the country. Wait, we,
1: what? We're, we
2: what? do it in a very humane way. We do way. what
1: in a very humane way?
2: And we're going to see what? And we're going to see people. with the people in this we're, country. We're going to see what with the people Obviously, in what country? Obviously, I want to get the gang members out, the drug peddlers okay. out. Yeah. We've got a lot of people in this country that you can't have, and yeah. those people okay. will get out. They and will? We're, then we're going to make a decision at a later date once everything is stabilized. Think about that line for a second. Oh, my God. We've been noted. Uh, oh, noted. Wow, that. Nice. <laughs> production. Nice work. Um, <laughs> think about that line for a moment. Think about if Marco Rubio said this. We're going to make a decision at a later time once everything is stabilized. That's the Gang of Eight plan. Yeah, We'll secure the border, and then we'll figure out what to do with the illegal immigrants that are later. here. Later on, some other time, when you've forgotten about it. Yeah, exactly. I think you're going to see that there really is wow. quite a bit of softening. Wow. I feel strongly, <laughs> but I feel strongly that we have to stabilize the border, <clears throat> we have a- to absolutely something stabilize the, the border, and we like have to- well, I'm not it. done. Um, <laughs> I- let me do it again. I think you're going to ha- see that there's quite a bit of softening. Mm-hmm. I feel strongly, mm. but I feel strongly that we have to stabilize the border, <laughs> we have to absolutely stabilize the border, and we have to have a strong border. I, Is I there something I mean, wrong with the type. All right. <laughs> no.
1: <laughs> More patents to come. He just in a says I, it. I just, uh, I can't take you it. You've been noted, Jeffy, for asking that question. You have been
2: freaking noted.
1: And I'm holding you We're accountable. We're holding you
2: accountable. For it. We're noting you. <laughs> I hope you're prepared for that, my friend. And I hope
1: you're happy, Mister, because you brought this on yourself. You brought it on yourself. Just enough time uh, left to uh, tell us the last two lines again of uh, of, oh. uh, of Trump's promise uh, to us. So after yesterday. the part where it
2: says uh, we're going to have you're uh, going to see a, quite a bit of softening after that. Part. Yeah, quite a bit of softening. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, it says uh, I feel strongly, but I feel strongly <laughs> that we have to stabilize the border. We have to absolutely stabilize the border, and we have to have a strong border. Okay.
1: Okay. So we have to. <laughs> try to get this straight yeah. Do we have to have a border, the border? we have to stabilize the yeah. border what about a strong border <laughs>
2: Well, we want to talk about something funny. Yes, we do. Something yes. fun, something enjoyable. But let, yes. let me give you one more unenjoyable thing first, because I can't help <clears> myself. <throat> All right. So Donald Trump on Monday was obviously big. Uh, he was saying uh, he was softening. There was a then there was a Tuesday. I think it was he was talking about how it was back to America first. He's hardening. Mm-hmm. It's actually more of a hardening. He told Anderson Cooper. It's not a softening. It's more of a hardening. Then uh, he went to Mexico. Did he say that? Yeah, you didn't say yeah, Anderson an Anderson Cooper. Cooper. He said you've been talking about a softening. I wouldn't say it's a softening. I think a lot of people are calling it a hardening. Oh yeah, a lot of people are calling it a <laughs> yes. So uh-huh. it was a, it was hardening. Then he flew to Mexico and kept just saying, once. I
1: want somebody to say what people are saying that what people are calling it a hardening. Can you
2: name can you name one, one person, person who's that's called not it a like hardening? Staff, right. And then he, you know, I think someone has asked him that, and he said, "Well, I look at Twitter all the time, and people are saying it all the time. It's like it's not like yep. should... Show
1: me, show me your Twitter feed right I'm now. I'm sure
2: people are saying someone no. said it. It's hardening.
1: I mean. Uh, maybe somebody without a brain?
2: Yes. Well, again, okay. he's around Donald Trump. Yeah, so, all right. um, so, uh, so, on then and we went to Mexico, and it was not—it was no longer about how wonderful America was, in having to keep all our jobs in America. It was keeping the jobs in the hemisphere. You notice that language—the the word hemisphere. Now, as a guy who ran a campaign saying companies like Carrier and Ford, right, when they moved to—they had a factory that moved to Mexico. Yeah. He was going to stop it. Now he's all about keeping jobs just within the hemisphere so like if they all the all of our factories move to bermuda or the bahamas he's going to be completely fine with it uh or let's say i don't know mexico he's going to be completely fine with it because it's in the hemisphere then he came back last night and said america first we are all our jobs are going to stay here we are this is what america now he's moved back to the other side and is once again saying today in ohio quote we're going to (laughs) keep jobs in our hemisphere because does that matter to you? I mean, I i, I need no. them in Chile. I no. need th- I need jobs in Brazil. They <sighs> must be here. No. Okay. Now let's talk about the top movies of 2016. That's right. Mm-hmm. So, Pat, mm-hmm. I, I almost I talked them out of the fun. Um, so <laughs> best question- movies
1: of 2016. What, what are they? Uh, the best movies of 2016. I guess this is review-wise, maybe? Yes, from bis- a list from Business Insider. Because these are not the biggest money makers.
2: No, of, it's, uh, it's I guess, maybe a combination. Yeah. Um, while this was a weak summer at the box office overall, good time for horror movies. Conjuring 2 did well, Lights Out did well. But one of the most surprising hits of the summer was The Shallows, a movie in yeah. which Blake Lively fights a shark and befriends a seagull. The film uh, got solid reviews, 76%. Mm. Uh, worldwide box office, 93.3 million. And there's, there's and a good indication
1: of why the movie was a hit. Although, uh, I, most of
2: the time, she's just in the water. Right. Um, that. I tried, right that! Um, I, I tried on multiple occasions to actually go see this, and it was, it was sold out in like week three. What the hell? Yeah, it did, it did, I think it did pretty well. Did pretty well, yeah, 93 million. 93 million is pretty good. It's not a huge number, but it was not in a lot of theaters either. Uh, and, and she's, by the way, I think there's one other person mm. in the movie like it's really? like one of those like kind of like remember a castaway it was like all Tom Hanks the whole time uh, it's yeah. that type of yeah. thing where it was just basically just her wow. the whole time so they're saying she did you know maybe uh, it could be award worthy because she really carried obviously the entire well, that movie. right there
0: looks like an award she
2: should get an award <laughs> she does. should get
1: an award <laughs> yes. yeah now she looks kind of does good. She, she she, good. She's, I think it's what you were implying yeah. she's attractive and she was really good in uh, uh, what was that movie she did last year uh, you know, where she didn't age uh, the age of Somebody,
0: Adeline. Uh, Adeline. I like that movie. Really good movie. I like it a lot. I like it a lot.
1: It's kind of a chick flick, but I I sometimes like it. It definitely is. And (laughs) uh, she was good in it. But um, also, Ghostbusters surprisingly had a, a fairly high Rotten Tomatoes score 73% worldwide now see this stupid movie a worldwide box office of 217 million that's unbelievable that's not very good because the movie cost i think like 250 million and really? in and domestically it didn't i don't know if it topped 100 million we made a lot of its money uh, elsewhere and you've got to about double your take before you i think make money on these films now because of the marketing and all how expensive it is Uh, So I don't know how they're calling this uh,
2: best movie, because Hmm. a lot of people I heard from didn't like it. Yes, agreed. Um, How about The Lobster? I've never heard of The Lobster. I haven't either. It is a a movie in the future where all single people are forced to go to a hotel to meet their lover. If they fail to do this, they are turned into an animal. What? What? Jeffrey, did you have any part of this movie, the guidance? This in particular the lobster, um, yeah, it's dark, fascinating, and sometimes funny uh, meditation on mm. human companionship. And if all right is in the world, Colin Farrell will earn himself an Oscar nomination. Ninety percent on Rotten Tomatoes, only made nine million dollars though worldwide. I, I honestly had never heard of it. I've yeah, I, I, I,
0: I, I, I remember Lobster Boy from Gibsonton, uh, the Carney guy. <laughs> I remember that story too. It's a Florida, very local yeah, Florida story. Florida guy, the yeah. Carney guy, used to have a local, uh, local TV show. Lobster Boy used to do interviews. <laughs> I do remember this. <laughs> That's not the same thing. No, it's, not. it's uh, not. It might be. Finding Dory
1: was also obviously successful on every front. Um, the critics loved it. 94% score on Rotten Tomatoes. And it made almost a billion dollars wow. worldwide.
0: $930.8 million worldwide. That's amazing. And to jump back to Ghostbusters uh, quickly, uh, $144 million price tag Plus hundred million in marketing, so yeah. there's are two hundred forty-four million. Yeah, mm. that's amazing. Yeah,
2: um, Star Trek Beyond. You saw this, Pat? Yeah, I didn't like it. You weren't that fond about it, mm. although it made two hundred forty-three million dollars worldwide, eighty-three percent Rotten Tomatoes. Um, I uh, people didn't like uh, the second one, I think, which was Star Trek Into Darkness. Right? Oh, I liked that a lot. I like that a lot. <laughs> I like that a lot. I did not see the new one. That was but not I, dismal. I like this. I do too. This in flight this of Star terrific Trek, terrific
1: third th- th- installment. How the hell do you call that terrific? Now your son I, thought it was terrific. Um, one of my sons liked it, the other did not. Uh, my wife didn't like
2: it. Uh, really? Yeah, I didn't like it. It
1: just—it's oh, not a great movie. I—I I was really disappointed in it.
2: We will come together, however, on this next one, which is uh, the documentary
1: oh, entitled.
2: Will. Wiener. Wiener. Uh, yes, Wiener has made the list. Uh, 96%.
1: It's one of the highest uh, scores I've ever seen yeah. in a movie that's been out for a long time. Yeah, it's pretty fun. I, finally, I watched uh, Almost night. universally
0: loved. You did? You I did. Did, I did I watched you watched the really? So yeah. we're all we're on the just, same yeah. page, aren't we? We're all, we're all on the same page. Is it It's a disappointing that they, that they had to stop and didn't get this round. Yeah, um, I I there is, a, in fact,
2: there's an update on that story. Um, Showtime, I believe, has purchased the rights to air it. And there are in, they're in discussions and adding a postscript about this.
0: How oh, nice. This latest one. I so mean, that's nice. great. They had great access, man. I don't know oh. I, don't, I don't know how much they paid him, I whatever don't. they paid him. I it was enough.
2: I will say that you can, you know, I'm a big documentary fan. I made documentaries before for the show and at Fox. Um, I love it. It's like one of my favorite things is watching documentaries. So I could say that like the access helps a lot. I mean, you, if you can get access to this sort of situation, it helps a lot, but it does not seal a great documentary. Right. I mean, if you watch the, um, the one they did with, uh, about Nirvana, it aired on HBO, and I can't remember the name of it, but it was about Nirvana. And I, they had more access than I think I've ever seen in any documentary. Oh. They had the handwritten Kurt Cobain notebooks that he was sketching out lyrics to all the songs that you know. They had his mm. high school recordings of his voice when he was like playing guitar, just singing crap. Oh, that, they that, had that everything, great, But it was Plus, wasn't? interviews with Courtney Love and every single important person in the in the history wow. of the band um, about the entire history, and it was terrible. Yeah. Really right. terrible. I mean, there Did, were interesting. Uh, Did Dave,
1: uh, uh, Dave Grohl?
2: Grohl uh, I think he, would, yeah, he would, If I remember correctly, he was in it. Um, I think the, uh, all three members were in it. Um, and more than that, like wow. key members everywhere. And it was just boring. And it, just, I mean, it just does tell take a story. some talent to
0: put it together. And I think <laughs>
2: part of it was the with the access came. We need to make it nice for we need to make it somewhat favorable. I mean, they went oh. through some of the dark periods, but they didn't like it felt like they were being right. too nice. And they spent a ton of money on animating mm. the notebooks and, and, and visual effects that were kind of cool but didn't bring the story along, I felt, again, this is my opinion, I think a lot of people liked it. But, I mean, Wiener did the exact opposite. They had great access, and they built the access. They made it better than the footage they had. They really did. I um, will say this, if was I was genius. Wiener,
0: I'd be pissed. I genius. mean, Barack Obama, A, he should have never resigned. Barack Obama threw him under the bus for whatever reason. And he was mm-hmm. a, you know, Democratic fighter, man. Yeah. He, he should have never resigned. I think he could have held tough. Especially if it was today, like he he's gone far enough down the road now of being this, you know, sexter and bad guy. Yeah. But I think had he hung on
2: in retrospect, I'm I'm surprised he stepped out. I am, too. I am. You know, maybe. And it might have been Uma. You know, it might have been he was trying to keep that together and he cared about her career enough to, to respect it. She looked uh, great in the And she, again, you, you wind up liking wow. her. In, in, and she, she comes sure out great. And I, I Surely you know, does. sometimes you see these movies like a documentary where they will, they will, you're like, the intent of this is to make me like this person more. That's not the sense I got with, with, uh, with Wiener and Uma. Um, you got the sense that it wasn't their goal to make you like Uma more, but you kind of just did yeah. because she because uh, she seemed hesitant and wanting to stay out of the spotlight. That's what I mean. I think that uh, yeah.
0: I, I don't know what they paid to do it, but I I would venture to bet that she didn't want to do it. You know, there were a lot of times I mean, where it felt like she was didn't seem like she wanted to be hesitant to, to be a part of the documentary. Yep, you know, it was more
2: uh, the, and the whole thing is is sketchy. You know, it, it, she was they did this ridiculous run for for a mayor of New York. They did this puff piece about how everything was being put back together, their lovely family life. Yeah. They did this documentary, and you know, you wonder why the hell they would have done any of that. I mean, he obviously knew he was continuing to, to do the sex thing at the time.
1: Look at this. I mean, you you look at this f- photo right here, this still shot. That from them. explains yeah. it right that, there. That tells the whole story. It sure does. That just tells the whole story. Sp- yep. She was, she was ripped apart. Um, so was his life, but you don't care as much because he was his fault. He's a douchebag who brought it on himself. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's so bad during the thing, and he, he takes such a beating, you almost feel bad for him, and you forget a little bit about what an absolute a-hole he was. And and, and he
2: was even when she was nice. Yeah. He's an a-hole. Yeah. He. I mean, he has a few moments where mm. he's. You, you get the sense that he's trying to turn it around and. But like, but the it, whole it, time reality, you also sense—at least I did—he's still using her, and he's such a jerk to her.
1: He's oh. a jerk I, I mean, to her, and he uses just, uh, her.
2: He, he like throws these little sarcastic comments at her all the time. Yeah. Um, when like when she doesn't want to appear or something, well, I guess maybe he will just go home and just stay inside the entire time. You know, like it's stuff like that. Like he's just constantly needling her and being mm-hmm. a jerk. Why the hell she stayed with him all this time? I don't, I don't know. know. There, it, was, there know, was
0: one scene too, that you know it happened more than once. Was, was the tremendous talking to his? I think it was his campaign communications director, the one girl, because mm-hmm. she uh, she would say, he said, uh, well, why don't we do this and this and this, so this is what you want to say? Yeah, I just got done telling you that yeah. by speaking words. Yeah, yeah. He's just a
2: jerk. A- he's just a jerk. And how about the time where the the sexting thing comes out, and they have a big sort of like campaign oh, yeah, meeting, the- and one <laughs> of the guys, uh, was the who was, uh, he, he me. he's the communications director, I believe, Yeah. and he's like, you know, I, I got to tell you, I'm really... I'm really upset. Like, I took a huge personal risk yeah, yeah. joining this campaign.
1: No, I'm not saying I'm leaving. You're right. I don't know what I'm going to do about it yet, but. He was pissed. Yeah, He was. And, like, and it, he should have been. You
2: have to be honest with us. Why aren't you telling us? Because right. I, I think a lot of them would still have done it. Oh, yeah. I mean, they just wanted to know so they not look like idiots every day. And he just will not let that happen. He will not let you go through your life and not look like an idiot. He just constantly, he's just a, you know, look, he's just a douchebag. I don't think he ever feels bad about any of this stuff. No, he
0: likes it when you look like an idiot.
2: Yeah. He's a bad guy. Yeah, he's a bad guy. And I think, like, look, there have been people who have done things that that are bad, and and their reaction to it, I think, makes it a little bit better. That's not Wiener. Mm. That's not weird. Yeah. You know,
1: like... One of my my favorite parts in the the documentary is when he is confronted by that uh, disgruntled uh, voter in some deli or something in New York when he's running. And they're yelling at each other back and forth. And this was before, I think, the second or third or fourth or twelfth revelation about what he was doing with the photos. And the guy is, you know, asking, why should we trust you? You've lied. You're a douchebag. You... You, you tell us one thing and you do another and you're not faithful to your wife and he's like, who are you to judge me? Who are you to judge... I'm a voter. That's who I am. I, wish to, I just wanted the guy to say I'm a voter. I have to judge based on your character. I'm not judging whether you're going to hell or not, but I'm judging whether I want you to be the mayor. I, I'm the guy who would vote for you potentially. That's who I am. Yeah, yeah. I I mean, these guys are so stupid. Like, first of all in fact during that conversation back and forth he tells him well i know you have to judge because you're you're voting for me and then about five other times he mm-hmm. says who are you to judge yeah, i know it's so strange it just but it, it's indicative of what this whole election cycle is all about too because sure we're going through some of the same things i mean you know maybe not sexting scandals but every other kind of scandal and then you know him. I
2: mean, you said not. We weren't going through right. sexing scandals, and then and Jeffy, then, he's right? He's right there, right there. He's
1: he's right there. there. I mean, right I, there.
2: You? I'll tell you about him. Uh, <laughs> no, no no, sure. no, 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 please don't. Um, a Captain America: Civil War is also on the list of best biggest movies of the uh, of the year. That made a lot too. Is that yeah. the
1: biggest movie of the year, money wise? I think probably yeah, right. Yeah,
2: one point two billion dollars worldwide. Ninety percent on Rotten Tomatoes. The this series is liked more than. I like it. Me, too. I, Me, I, too. I, I mean, I, I will say... I mean, I it was okay. I, I mean, you I liked it. You saw this one? Yeah. but I thought it was okay. I didn't see this one. I saw one of the earlier ones, and I was like, eh. It wasn't
1: with my, with my kids, because my wife is just done with it. She's just... I'm, I shouldn't want to see any more of these.
2: There's, I'm sick of them. I, yeah. I, I'm, I've never been a fan of these movies anyway. Like, I'm saying superhero movies in general.
0: I went to the first one, you know, that first when the first remake came out or whatever yeah. the first one with <laughs> the, the Captain one. America yeah, yeah 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 Glenn and I went I went with Glenn in New York because we went mm-hmm. some Saturday or something to see it and he was all fired up after the movie and I was like okay yeah I mean I just eh.
2: how about Hell or High Water
0: uh, well, that's a western you see it Jeffy yeah well, we Chris had Pine, uh, we'd Bridges. have to see it uh, early uh, we did uh, here, yeah. You know, one that. night here. Anyway, it was great. I, I want to see it again. Actually. Oh, that's it's the one with Texas Jeff Bridges Western. and Chris yeah. Pine. Yeah, it's real good. It's the Texas Western uh, film. Oh, it's really wow. good. Really good. Uh, only it only made didn't nine make million, much, million dollars. But yeah, it's an indie film. It's an indie film. It had uh, you know low level release, and they're trying to make it go bigger. But it uh, it really really good. And it's possible awards out of it.
2: Yeah. Oh, wow. Ninety eight percent. Pretty amazing. Pretty amazing. Let me give oh, wow. this other list that's also out today, just to uh, quickly uh, on this front. So, the BBC, BBC Culture, came out with a top 100 list of, I guess, modern, since 2000, okay, since 2000, mm-hmm. modern films. Um, give you some highlights. Uh, a lot of them are very art house and, you know, nobody's seen. Uh, number 96, Finding Nemo. Uh, number 95 is Moonrise Kingdom, which I don't know if you guys saw that, but that's Wes Anderson. I, I, I love that movie, it was great. Um, uh, the Pianist. Roman Polanski, a guy who freaking is, you mm-hmm. know, basically uh, sh- should be in prison. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but he, he comes in at number 90. Uh, Spotlight, which is something I still want to see. You saw it, Jeffy, right? Yeah, um, I, that was really good. Really yeah. good. Uh, everyone says really great things. It's about the, the Catholic priest scandal um, and how that was uncovered. Uh, that's uh, number 88. You, know, it's, you can't be surprised that's going to be on this list. Uh, Her. That movie where the guy dated Mm -hmm. the the technology you saw that right Jeffy? I did not. I only saw bits and pieces of it. I I don't know. It's kind of that's number eighty four. Eighty three is AI artificial intelligence. Remember that from the early two thousands? Steven Spielberg movie? Yeah. Um, I remember that being really bad. Less than spectacular. Yeah. Um, Wolf of Wall Street seventy eight. I you know that was great. Um. Uh, I saw an
1: edited version of that. You did? Um,
2: yeah, it was uh, it four, four minutes.
1: minutes. Yeah, I was gonna <laughs> say you. four minutes long. <laughs> I was gonna
2: say, how the hell did you, did you really see it? <laughs> no,
1: I honestly, no. if
2: your little machine that you have, a yeah. little website, It'd be that nice you use, to see what it would be. Has it? You should watch it because it's awesome. Yeah. If you can, I mean, it's a great movie. It's a great, great movie, and it's really dark and really like you know, it's got all every bad thing you shouldn't right. watch in it. Uh, and it is about four minutes without swearing and sex It'd be and It'd fascinating to see how, and, uh, how
0: long it actually would be I bet without you, it. I bet you well, it's an and hour and she's ten.
2: in it. And she's in it. And yeah, she's, she's very, and much, and in she's very and much in she's it. And she's
1: all together there,
2: right? She's full all together. full frontal yes. there. Yeah. Is and, from I do not have it's heard. full
0: frontal there, but she's there. But well, uh, uh, she definitely does a fine acting job. She does. <laughs> and uh, she's a
2: good actress. She is a good actress. That's what I said. And she's good in that movie. But it's over three hours. I bet you the edited version is an hour ten. From what I've heard, that sounds a, about right. I mean, great, it sounds well, like
1: it's really a hard R, right? Yeah, really oh, hard R. Yeah. Um,
2: Royal Tenenbaums, which is one of my favorite movies. And I yeah, it's, it's, it's I too weird that. for me. I don't like those yeah. Wes Anderson yeah. things. I, again, Wes Anderson's all over this list. He's at number 68. Um uh, that's uh, Inglorious Bastards, Quentin Tarantino I like that 62, uh, mm, I like that I too I like that movie too uh, I'm, going to, I'm just going through anything Zero Dark Thirty at number 57, which is great You saw Great that, right? movie, I saw great it with the, uh,
1: the vid Angel thing uh, Really
2: gl- good a g- all-time Glenn Beck classic, if you've been a long-time fan <laughs> Number 53, <laughs> Moulin fit- Rouge yes. by Basel oh, oh my God, did we hear about that constantly? <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, Inception, number 51 Right. Not a good movie. I, I didn't like it. I thought it was okay. I didn't like uh, it. Uh, um, then
1: we've got... Uh, Great uh, premise. And it just didn't deliver. Okay. I mean, to me, Inception was a big missed opportunity.
2: I thought it was a little too weird. Like, yeah. I was a little bit too... But I, I generally speak... Because I, I, I really... It I mean, I'm their really.
1: audience. I love that kind of stuff. Yeah. And it just didn't to me. But.
2: Um, WALL-E, the cartoon, number 29. No, I don't like that. Um, the social... Number 29. Yeah, 29. Come on. Um, the Social Network, the you Facebook You know why? Story. Because that's all about... Global warming yeah. and stuff, yeah. yeah, environment. Number 27, The Social Network, uh, which was very good. Uh, was That that was the Facebook movie, right? Yep. That was yeah. good. Um, Lost in Translations, number 22. It's one Never of those movies it. I absolutely should love and don't. I like. I watched it. And I was just like, but "You have seen it, though." Yeah, I yeah, love I Bill Murray. Uh, I and, do too. Uh, but it just didn't pay off to me.
1: He's done um, a lot of weird stuff now. Yes, he is. He just does kind of art house stuff now. It uh, seems like
2: um, Grand Budapest Hotel, which is uh, Wes Anderson again, number twenty one, yeah, which is I really stuff. liked it. Uh, Ma- Mad Max Fury Road is not at number uh, nineteen. I don't get the whole Mad Max have thing. I don't, tried, like Pat, I don't like it. I have tried to watch that movie have ten you really? times. And, I, and mm-hmm. at different points, we'll jump in. I'm like, maybe just start slow. Maybe the beginnings. Back. I did the same uh, uh,
1: thing. I cannot get interested. I edited city. the thing so I could watch it and could not. I mean, <laughs> it, it was just so boring and weird. I I don't care. I don't get care. It. I, don't get I it. didn't care. It's a bunch of dirty people for, in a dirty time, doing dirty things. That's
2: not... and like roaring at each other like animals. Yeah, and it's, yeah, I don't get it. Weird. It doesn't do anything for me. I mean, you not
1: see dirty in a sexual way, just dirty. Yeah. It's just a grungy, I, icky. I have weird not seen it, but movie. I will say
0: that I did start it, and for whatever reason, when I it out, started it for about two or three minutes, and then I was like, I went on to something else. Yeah, I don't I know why, it, but I never went back to it. Yeah, yeah so maybe it. that's. I mean, I'm in the same boat. I mode, don't get of. it.
2: I'm doing just some highlights. Uh, number 14, The Act of Killing, which was a Don't documentary. We've talked about it. It's yeah. about uh, the guy who went over and found these people who committed genocide like a couple decades ago that are mm-hmm. still alive, and they had them reenact them killing Oh, yeah, people. you've talked about that before. It's a crazy, crazy movie. You've got to be in the mood for a like, mm. hardcore subtitled documentary, but it's, it, it is pretty I'm well done. I'm never in that mood surprisingly yeah i know i've never in my life i like that 55 years never gotten into that mood i like that that's how i like to consume history i like the documentary i, I, I like to watch it and I, I never really i didn't know the story very well um and it is incredible more than anything though is they got the like they got, found the guy who had murdered thousands of people asked him to go back to the places where he murdered the people <laughs> this was bomb, with his yeah? other friends i think it was philippines I can't remember where it was. Oh, Um, Oh, yeah. I think
1: you've said before. it's.
2: And so they went back to the places with their friends who also murdered people and had them posed as the people being murdered and, like, reenacted the murders so they could show how they did it and how the heads chopped off and they rolled down the hills. And it was incredible that these people went along with it. Um, And they were proud. They were proud of it. Um, and, you know, it's one of those mm-hmm. um, uh, genocides mm-hmm. where they had actually were killing communists at the time. Now, there were, of course, huge government guys as well, uh, beating up on other huge government guys, which does happen in history. Um, uh, number 12, Zodiac. I, I, I always wanted to see that, but I hadn't. I've never I seen, seen, it, seen, I've seen yeah. it.
1: That sounds bizarre and icky.
2: Um, yeah, well, it's, you know, I think it's a serial killer story, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Um, yep. you've got Now, here's some other. We're in the top ten now. I'll give you the whole top ten. No Country for Old Men. Um, which I did see and was, I thought, good, but it, you know. I haven't seen it. It was very good. Um, number nine, A Separation. Never even heard of it. Never heard of it. Number eight, Yee Ye. a one and a two. See, see, never heard of this
1: it. it. This is way too esoteric. Yes.
2: For me. Oh, yeah, and that's what this list It's from the BBC. Number seven, The Tree of Life. No. Never heard of it. Number six, this is one of my favorite movies in a very weird way. Which is Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind?
1: I've always wanted to see oh, that. I never it's have. Very to. weird, and it's R.
2: I, it doesn't age particularly well. Oh really? Um, yeah, because I mean, it was a lot of weird effects and like flashing forward and flashing. Jim Carrey though, right? It was Jim Carrey, yeah, and he was really good. in the whole the movie is great. It's a little weird because it's like uh, uh, depended a lot on, on effects. So I don't, uh, part of it was mm. it is a little it seems a little dated. I've watched it recently, but still, it's a, I really liked it. Number five is Boyhood. It's a movie I cannot watch. Because it's the movie where they did it over 30 years, mm-hmm. um, and they or tw- or 20 years, and they did it once, every summer they'd film like for like a, a week. Yeah. It's supposed to be great. It's supposed to be unbelievable, but I think it's a sad story about like a son dying or something. I't I having a son, I can't do it anymore. Yeah. Like, I'm just, I can't watch that type of a movie anymore. It's too depressing, and it's also over three hours. so no. Um, number four: Spirited away. Don't know it. never heard of it. Number three, there will be blood. Which was, um, pretty damn good. You saw that, right? There will be blood. There will be blood. So. Yeah,
1: yes. Is, Is that the Mandy Patinkin line from Princess Bride?
2: There will be blood! TONIGHT! I guess so. But uh, also it was a uh, it was a pretty good movie. Uh, number 2 in the Mood for Love. I don't even I never don't heard of that. It. it looks like it might be from Wong Kar-wai the director. Oh, of course. So I I've have seen of his- most of Wong Kar-wai's
1: uh, stuff but yeah. not this one. I don't know why. I linked to a lot of his a <laughs> lot of his early stuff. Yeah, again, it, 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 his earlier works were what I really
2: appreciate. This is a, it's about, I think it's so. 60 movie critics so you know they're all trying to out mm-hmm. themselves. But the number right. 1 movie <laughs> which is not since bad actually. 2000 and I'm interested that you've seen it, because I have not, and I guarantee Pat is not as well. No, I can't guarantee it, but I don't think so. From 2001, Mulholland Drive, <laughs> from David Lynch. No, now you've seen this, Jeffy? Seen I have. I watched it but a long time ago. In it, right? who's in it? I don't even know. Um, I don't even... Nick Nolte
0: is Nolte, and I don't even remember who. Uh, no, I gotta go. Uh, really? One of those guys. I think Nick Nolte's. It's in from it. the. That's you know a throwback to the. Fifties or whatever, the forties, something like that. Is, it, is
1: that almost film noir kind of thing?
0: Uh, I am looking
2: at the uh, the the Mulholland cover drive. photo, and I've yeah. never seen it before. Really? Or, that's incredible. Or is it Mickey Rourke? I, one of those. I mean, it's a weird. Seems to me Justin Thoreau is not it. Naomi Watts. Um, Naomi Watts. Uh, Ann Miller, Robert Forster, oh, Laura okay. Elena Haring. Oh, this
1: is not the movie I thought it was. I um, don't know. Amazingly, no, it is not.
2: Hmm. I have now Naomi Watts. Naomi Watts is Naomi Watts is great, but this I, is not the movie I was thinking. Never, of. Never. Now I will say this: This is a weird thing, and I actually wrote an article for Fusion Magazine sure. when it used to exist back in the day mm-hmm. uh, about this, the entertainment we lost on 9/11. This movie came out in May of 2001. Um, mm. So a lot of the stuff that was released right before 9-11 really went Just went away. Just went away. Um, albums came out. Uh, movies came out. Uh, in, in, you know, September 11th, remember, was a Tuesday. Um, so a lot of books mm. came out mm-hmm. uh, that day. Music came out that day. And it was just completely swallowed just up by the tragedy. No one paid any attention to anything for so yeah. long. And those things all went away. Serendipity was a movie that came out uh, that weekend. Good movie, um, too. Which is a, a, a classic, you know, a cheesy chick flick that I love. Me too. Um, but you do it, love serendipity? Oh, I love it. I do you love it. really? I love that. Movie. Oh, I do too. I go on. <laughs> I do too. Every time it's on, I have to watch it. Uh, yeah, I do. Uh, you know, but still, it's, 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 it's cheese city. But I yeah, love it. But still, it's fun. Um, yeah. So anyway, that was a very long uh, break yeah. on movies, but uh, I'm I'm happy to talk about them. Yes. Of a freaking. We did start with madness though, so that that was. Good. That's true. Yeah, we'll get you angry in the next break. More patents too coming up. So you actually saw Mulholland Drive? I don't know.
0: I'm looking at the IMDb, and it's not the movie I was thinking of, so I don't think I have. I don't think I've ever even heard of it.
1: Uh, And it felt like sharing with us so we don't have to talk anymore. (laughs) Uh,
2: Yeah, so Jeffy's segment here. Um, I will say this before we get to you, Jeffy, and your your wonderful segment that I'm sure you put a lot of time into. And I'm stalling so you can find a story to talk about. Um, But uh, Spoons, coming up. Uh, Just a few minutes. We've done something here to Mm. honor the trip of Donald Trump to go to Mexico. Uh, We are going to be uh, delving into some different cultures today and trying some new treats. So we will come back with that here in just a minute. But first, here's Jeffy.
0: Alright, I'm looking at my list for uh, the possible Patents 2 segment. Uh, we've already talked a little bit about Wiener. Uh, tropical storm Hermaine bears down on Florida right now. No, no. Could make landfall as a hurricane. And the reason I'm telling you this is because it would be the first hurricane landfall in almost 11 years. That's amazing. Okay. The last U.S. hurricane, U.S. hurricane landfall, uh, in the Outer Banks, 2014, July 3rd. Okay. The last Gulf of Mexico hurricane, was Ingrid in 2013, and the last Florida hurricane was 2005. Yeah, the, last, okay. make so it's the first zone land make landfall in Florida. Make landfall in Florida. Florida.
1: Okay. Yeah. So wait, something. But there was a. There might have been a Gulf hurricane. Yes, but it never made landfall. But it didn't make landfall. Correct. That's
0: the same with because the Outer Banks. The, the one last in the outer
1: banks was not a. I think the last actual landfall hurricane, and it hit. It hit us as a two. High two or low three, I I forget which. So it wasn't major. I think it's major when it's four or five. But it hit Houston in 2008, and that was uh, Rita, I believe. And so you're saying that Florida landfall. Florida landfall. 2005. And I think the last major hurricane. Wilma, yeah, she was big. Was 2005. Right That's around
0: amazing. the yeah, there was Al Gore three. Yeah, yeah. in I mean, between two thousand four and two thousand six ish, there was yeah, like guys, 8, a thousand. There was yeah. a bunch, <laughs> and then nothing. Yeah. Like and, and, and then we had zero. Uh, so uh, so, had so there, oh, wait, can you read the, the, the year a little? Sure. rundown there one more time. The last U.S. hurricane landfall. Okay. Arthur in the Outer Banks. So what was, which was last the landfall year. in the U.S. It just last yeah, but year. not the mainland. No. That's Outer Banks. The Outer Banks. Now,
1: the Outer Banks, not mainland.
2: It's like nine feet from mainland. It's connected to the
0: mainland. It's not mainland. It's a bridge. It's a bridge. It's mainland. Yeah, that was a stretch. Okay, and then what's the other one? There was, a, there was a, a hurricane in 2013, Ingrid, but the last landfall in Florida was 2005. Did the, did Ingrid make landfall? I don't remember. I just don't remember. This hurricane phase. Ingrid. I don't have good...
2: I, I remember there being multiple storms in Florida, and then the next year, Katrina. And then from there on... There was very little. For a while, there was no hurricanes at all that made landfall. And eventually we've had a couple, but they've been small. Mexico. Made landfall in Mexico. not U.S. Amazing. Amazing. Um, So that is pretty interesting, Jeffy. Thank you. And then we had. um, I was just happy you didn't try to do a forecast because I was going to have to. That would have pissed me off. Because I, one of the things I hate most about Jeffy, and yeah, obviously it's a long list, but one of the things I hate most about Jeffy is him trying to pretend he's a weatherman. Well, we are not.
0: coming up on uh, you know Labor Day weekend. We can give you a forecast on Labor Day weekend if you'd like. No, Why, we're you. a national show. Why would we do that? i will give you the country. But anyway, that's okay. We don't have to. Do we have the uh, same
1: forecast for everyone? Yes, oh, okay. we absolutely do.
0: All right. <laughs> <laughs> so it's going to be hot and humid everywhere. All right. You're not good at that. <laughs> All right. It's really not. All right. This weekend, college football. That's ah, what I'm yes! talking about. Yes. Yeah, tonight, thank you. Right? Tonight. Oh, my gosh. I don't know. We're I don't care about that. Well, we got Cowboys. We got preseason tonight, for
1: sure. But very well. No, but college football no, should, I'll should I'll kick Cowboys. off tonight. Yeah. The f-
0: if, if the TCU play tonight? No, they play Saturday. Night.
1: If college starts this weekend, for the most part, there's got to be, be, be a Thursday games night game. Right? Yeah. There's got to be Thursday yeah. night games.
0: But BYU? Uh, uh right kicks yes. off uh, kicks off against the Arizona Wildcats uh, in the uh, in Phoenix in
1: in the Arizona saturday Cardinals Saturday night football big football night stadium. yes
0: the saturday night game yeah it's nice
1: and under the lights in Arizona and the Cougars have sold more tickets to this game in Arizona than the university of Arizona has Really? Yeah. More than half the stadium is going to be filled with
0: Cougar fans. That's a big showing. They, they, like 30
1: good. to 30, 30 to 35,000. That would bode fans. well
0: for BYU. Cause they're yeah. still kicking around the big 12 thing. They've whittled it down yeah. to like a dozen teams joining the big 12 and BYU is still on that list. So. I mean, if they weren't, please, I, I know, you know,
2: um, I do have some matchups for tonight. You want to hear them? Yeah. Uh, Louisville, number nineteen, plays uh, Charlotte. And you got N- Charlotte. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What is Charlotte?
0: That's what? A gr- that's a girl school. Go ahead.
2: What? It's, it's <laughs> no, the, uh, wait. Seriously. Louisville
1: plays Who Charlotte. is a major
2: yeah, college what, football Charlotte power? Is. Is. Right. Plays Charlotte. Charlotte what? Sh- she had a web. Uh, she made some put some words <laughs> Steve? in it. Do um, you? heard Charlotte. No, I'm going to look as far for it as right as now. I mean, basketball, so I know. So it's just like the, one of those, the cupcake first what? games? No? Oh, yeah. That I mean, that's more than cupcake.
1: Really? I, I don't know. I don't, I, know about I don't even think that's an FCS game. I don't think that's even... You know, it used to be 1 and the 1A. Charlotte and it was 49ers. 1A uh, and 1AA. Now it's FBS, FCS. But I don't think that's even... But
2: the, look, while you're looking that up, I'll give you the rest Charlotte. of these. Yeah. Uh, you got number okay. nine, Tennessee. Uh, against Appalachian State, then you've got a bunch uh, of
0: unranked. Sometimes games.
2: Appalachian State. Who did they beat? Was it Michigan? Yeah, a few years ago. That was yeah. Steve.
0: Mc- wasn't Steve McNair from Appalachian State? That was right. opening game two against Michigan. Kicked them right yeah. in the mouth, man. Yeah, it did. Um, you yeah,
2: had Tulane, Wake Forest, Maine versus UConn, UTM versus Cincinnati. You know when Maine and UConn get together?
1: <laughs> you just throw, the <laughs> you just throw oh, it I all around. Right heard that. Man. Uh,
2: Central Michigan man, in, man. in a game against Presbyterian.
1: No, uh, yeah, uh, that, it's, it's even
2: more true. Yeah. With Central uh, really? Michigan
1: and Presbyterian. How about
2: Indiana and FIU? Wow. Uh, that's happening. I, I don't even want to talk about it. I'm uh, so
1: hyped up on that.
2: NC State's playing. They're playing William and Mary. This is all tonight. Oh, Utah's playing Southern Utah. Oh, yeah. That's like yeah, kind of, yeah. probably happens every So year, I right? hope
1: they lose. That would be awesome.
2: South Carolina, Vanderbilt, uh, Weber State, Weber, Weber. Weber, Weber State, State. Uh, Utah
1: State. It's another Utah game.
2: Um, Rice versus Western Kentucky.
1: Rice, uh, Oregon Western State, Kentucky.
2: Minnesota. That's kind of a bigger These game, These are right? all tonight? Yep. South Dakota, New Mexico, Jackson State, UNLV,
0: Montana wow. State, Idaho. Wow! Wow, That's a lot. Wow, that's a lot. We got our Charlotte oh. out full out there. slate. The of Charlotte Forty ers represent the NCAA Division One sports team.
1: N- no, not in not in football. Come on, now. Conference USA. No, they're not Conference USA. Did they just move up this year? I guess so. Um, You've got to be kidding me, Charlotte. Is a Division I team? Well, it's a big city. That's I don't not, know. That can't be. I have
0: never heard of this school. It can't What is their nickname? Well, it's the University of North Carolina at Charlotte. Okay, so, so it's UN Oh UNC Charlotte?
1: UNC yeah. Charlotte.
0: No, that's not the same. Charlotte 49ers.
2: Are you So sure? they're just calling UNC Charlotte Charlotte now? Is that what we're getting out of this? Because UNC Charlotte's been around uh, for a while.
1: Known as UNC Charlotte or UNCC uh or okay. charlotte
2: that's or okay. charlotte yeah, yeah they okay. are so okay that's not a big deal then so
1: okay. you UNC yeah, charlotte. Okay. charlotte i never heard of called charlotte before so they must have just moved up to uh conference usa this oh, year okay interesting I mean,
2: I, <laughs> wow <laughs> that is interesting um all right um so yeah that's uh, uh you know at least get some football going on that's going to be uh sort of a big deal and uh i, I will say you know it's we a talked really about this, big deal i was I did the commercial for might save my life um, yeah, I mean, the idea that the only thing that can save you from mm. this election is football. Yes. That's it. Everything else that. is going to suck. We know that. Um, the National Football League is where I would go, but NCAA football, I'll take it. I'll, I'll, I'll pop it out of that. I don't I'll care. Give you,
0: I'll give you, we can, stay, uh, we can stay on a sports story or okay. we can go before we, I know, you know we go away here, but out of my segment, but uh, we can go on a sports story or we can go back to a Trump story.
1: No sports. What do you have? Tim Tebow
0: tried out for baseball. Mm. Oh, yeah, I heard that. I heard. Uh, did, and mixed and supposedly he was really good. Oh, really? Uh, but, but no. interviews. It turns out no. It was average. Uh, they, all the reports on his uh, tryout, uh, he was. Um, who did he try out for? He went down here on Tuesday. Anyone who would come up. It wasn't like for a team. Yeah, it was just a trial. Oh, the scouts okay. were there. Several scouts. So scouts
1: were there. went to watch him, and then uh, see if he was from there. how here's, many teams? Here's were some there. of
0: the tweets. Uh, Tebow has hit some major bombs. Here's one of the least four. Uh, he faced uh, thir- he faced uh, Major League Chad Smith for live pitching. One for five. Single, walk, three ground out, one shallow fly. So and he ran a six seven six in the sixty yard dash, which is. Yeah, pretty good. Well, you know, yeah. yeah I, I will say this: uh, he's in good shape.
2: He's he's maintained. I mean, he looked. Like, yeah, uh, he re- looked like a pro athlete still. And uh, I read a story a on
1: this, and and he's been working out really hard for a year. To, to in do this. you'd
0: have
2: to,
1: you know,
0: because you're performing for pro baseball scouts. I would say that to. it's almost time that Tim Tebow stops this. What? Okay, I've had just about <laughs> enough. I really have. I, I I'm sorry that he didn't get his opportunity to play in the NFL. Have you told him this? I will if he Oh, okay, okay, you're not gonna he, hold him accountable for that oh, don't do it. don't a, do it. Don't go out on that. He's got a handy great life limb. ahead of him being a uh, uh, being an announcer. Let's work on that. Let's be <laughs> let's go on that. Let's, let's give it up. Okay. Stop it. Stop. <laughs> it. Please don't hold him accountable. Don't, don't hold do him accountable. It. Stop it.
2: Um I mean, you know, look, he uh why not try it? You know? I mean, he's got nothing to lose. And he's only 27. He's only 27. No.
1: He's like yeah. he's almost 30, I bet. No, he's not. He I sure is. He's 27, 28 years old, Tops.
0: No way. Well, 28 is almost 30, guys. I don't think no, there's a disagreement No, it's not. I bet you he's 29 or 30 because he's, he's like a year, a year and a half older than my oldest son. Tim T. Because that's, that's when we met him, was his first year floor. Tim Tebow is,
1: okay, I, I have to admit, I am wrong. You are right. I'll back here, up Jerry, to you, LD. 29 years old. He's 29. Yeah.
2: I mean, you said 28. Why was there such a controversy over this?
1: Because because it is a difference. It's big difference. 29 in athletics. Yeah, when you're 29, you're you're pushing that 30 envelope. Yes.
2: Yeah, but you're. Anyway, so uh, <laughs> Does that makes a difference. Anyway, it I is. think though, you know, the chances of him making it are obviously almost none. But he are, he did get offered a uh, minor league contract by somebody. But did whether he? he takes it or not? I don't know. I mean, oh Yeah, wow. I think some independent team said, hey, come on. It's kind of cool. Yeah. Why not? I mean, give it a shot. I mean. Yeah, you know, he's got the broadcasting stuff that he can do. Who cares? I mean, what, what does it matter to you? You don't have to it, watch the coverage. You know what? It
0: does not matter at all. You
2: just said it. Was all, it was all worrying. It was I about think, time for him to stop. I,
0: I think it is. I think it's time to stop.
2: I mean, look, if I'm him, I got a lot of money. Uh, and by the way, he just turned 29. Just turned 29.
0: Oh, okay, I'm right then. <laughs>
1: The point here so, is... No, you are not. No. All right, we go, we no. got to go before uh, oh, yeah. spoon, spoon. Hannity holds us accountable <laughs> for being late all day. Uh, more coming up on Pat's due. So this only break Forgive you? us for this one, Sean. This I, break I, two or break three this hour? Uh, this is, I have two. Oh, crap. We gotta yeah, play. we're late. That's what I'm saying. Sean's going yeah, Sean to be pissed. Sean is going to be pissed. Sean, don't field. be pissed. Oh, my gosh. Don't note us. Don't hold us accountable.
2: Of, uh, we have spoons coming up in just a minute. It's a tribute to Donald Trump's trip to Mexico. Uh, that's uh, right around the corner. But first, let me give you a couple quick things. Uh, this is amazing from Truth Revolt. Um, a college professor has reminded their students that it will take a few classes for him to memorize everyone's triggers. Saying he would do his best to learn them all by heart, a Colorado professor, D- Derek Pollard, took him home a moment Tuesday to remind his students that it will take him a few classes to do that. I always have a hard time at the beginning of the semester remembering what everyone can comfortably talk about. So if you could all write your (laughs) triggers down on a sheet that I'm passing around, I can start putting faces to sensitivities. Oh, my gosh. That is unbelievable. I apologize in advance if I mix you up. That is unbelievable. And I accidentally confuse your triggers with someone else's. You're just going to have to bear with me on this. I have 250 students in the classes.
1: I will not... Bear with you. You write them down and you look at them as we're discussing things, and you stop if you see a trigger that someone in this room has.
2: So it's going to be a bit of a challenge recalling what I can't say around each of you. Tough. Remember it. Unbelievable. We got to keep this for radio. That is unbelievable. We've been holding to that one for a couple days. That's so good good
1: stuff. Um, Wait, that one's from The Onion. Oh, it's not true? Oh, what? Oh, that's an Onion story? No, no I didn't know I didn't that know. was Onion.
0: It says, oh,
1: trigger warnings, truth revolt, when the Onion sounds too close to real life. Uh, okay. Well, you that's said truth revolt, which is a real sight.
2: I thought... Uh
1: truth revolt when the onion sounds too close to real backwards.
2: life i read it backwards <laughs> that's funny though. i was thinking it was uh they were saying <laughs> it was too close to the onion uh that's eh, I,
1: I am really backwards. glad that's not true i that's,
2: am glad too
1: i but it sounds but believable in
0: yeah. that, so that would happen in that, today in that vein we had a story in the rundown today about where the rutgers students are told they should only speak when necessary because otherwise they might offend other classmates with microaggressions <laughs> so that's pretty damn close Pretty close, pretty close. It's amazing. Uh,
2: And uh, also, the uh, other thing we've been telling you about this week is what happened to the original copy of the I Have a Dream speech. Now, of course, obviously, you can't trust that this is true, but let me tell you about (laughs) it. Uh, The the guy, um, he folded his speech as King walked off, folded his speech, uh, found himself in front of George Raveling, a former Villanova basketball player, along with his friend, had been asked to provide extra security around Dr. King while he was speaking. Moved by the speech, Raveling saw the folded papers in King's hands and asked if he could have them. What a good move that was. Mm-hmm. Uh, King gave the young volunteer the speech without hesitation, and that was that. At no time do I remember thinking, wow, I got this historic document, he said. Uh, um, going uh, As he looked back at the situation. In 1984, he had recently taken over a head coach of uh, uh, University of Iowa, was chatting with Bob Denny of the Cedar Rapids Gazette when Denny brought up the March on Washington. That's when Raveling dropped the bomb. You know, I've got a copy of that speech. Wow. How cool is that? Uh, yeah. So that's, he actually had it. He was offered $3 million for it, but did not sell. Still has it to this day. Nice. All right, let's take a break, and then Spoon's on the other side. Yeah, baby. Or is it? Is that from the onion? Maybe we'll, we'll learn be. that we actually aren't Might eating be. food. Sometimes uh, the onion's a little degree. too close to real life. I guess so, yeah.
1: You know? Fluff. Oh.
2: Don't eat that, Jeffy. Huh? Don't eat it. Don't do it. Jeffy's already. Uh, Don't don't do do it. it. Okay, Jeffy's in the middle of eating Gansito. Why? We have a bunch of um, Mexican flavor, product of Mexico, flavored uh, weird snacks that I've never had before. We're not exactly open to other cultures. Um, But considering Donald Trump isn't either, we decided to take a trip uh, to uh, the uh, 7-Eleven and purchase all of these bizarre snacks. This one, I think, is maybe my favorite. Uh, bizarre snack. We'll just try them as we go, Pat. That is the you have. This is uh, bim- Bimbuedos. Bimbueno. And that is uh, frosted wheels. That's Bimbanuelos? A This one. Look at this. This comes like this. Mm. It's toast. It's hard. Whoa. Right. Mm-hmm. It's called frosted toast. And it's a rembet rembandas mm. or something. Frosted and these are these are sponge.
1: It's some sort of uh, Mexican. Marshmallow
2: cookie? It it's just bread with frosting on it. <laughs>
1: this is, these were not. How are the uh, frosted wheels? Um, this is why they're not sold in America very they're much.
0: not good. So, they are in a lot Except of places. Except here in border states, I mm. guess. <laughs> um, they're not good. Oh, that's not good. I'm not eating anymore. They're not good. But I'm going to eat Frosted anyway. wheels,
2: not that good. Uh, this is uh, uh, Napolitano with raisins. It's this kind of like a Twinkie type of thing? Is a, uh,
1: yeah, and this is a Twinkie chocolate Twinkie with pineapple in it in the middle.
2: Okay. Very good? It's okay. The reason thing's hmm. okay. I'm going to Shake Shack. Yeah. A... <laughs>
1: Great. Okay,